Hello, blah, 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 blah. Jesus, that was terrible. <laughs> Honestly, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Whole Lot of Nothing podcast. My name's Roland Prince, and I can't talk today. But if you want to hear me talking proper, you can go to my Instagram, at Roland the Prince. And uh, Jamie, what's your Instagram, for the people who don't know? At James Life. Life with an extra E. Extra E. J at, at symbol, J-A-M-E-S-L-I-F-E-E. There we go. Got that across. James Life, Lefee. Podcast number 19. I know we're supposed to be at podcast number 20 today, but sorry we couldn't post on Monday simply because I was firing out of both ends if I'm if I'm going to be straight up. I had uh, I had something going on. I think it was Yeah, the sickliest. Yeah, it was just some sort of one-day flu. The thing literally lasted, lasted like 30 hours. I like could barely move. I still had sessions with clients at my studio and I had to uh, had to power through a 4-hour session, but uh, I did it and uh, I got rid of the sickness and here we are. Mhm. We are alive and kicking. Uh, before the pod, we were actually just talking about um, this funny scene from The Office, where uh, if you, where uh, Kevin, if you, if you guys know Kevin, hopefully we, you know. we talk about Kevin's a lot on yeah, this pod. And that, that's what sparked the conversation. Just we talked about Kevin's a lot on this podcast, and um, and or at least in one of our podcasts, and Kevin's just fuck everything up. And uh, and Kevin was uh, was trying to fight for uh, like to, or sorry Toby and Daryl trying to fight for Kevin to buy cookies for like Girl Scout cookies for their daughter. And uh, and Kevin's just like I want to be wine dined and sixty nine, and uh, I just found that fucking hilarious. So <laughs> especially because isn't because I've seen maybe six episodes of The Office. I don't really watch much. That stuff. is that is whack. You should but watch The Office. Isn't Kevin the one that looks like a thumb? Yes, that that's pr- yeah. He he looks like Friar Tut. From, like I look at him, Robin I'm Hood. like like he's, the cartoon Robin Hood. He's just a giant thumb. <laughs> That's so mean. That's so mean. <laughs> he does. That's a human being. Tell Why? me, tell me, he doesn't look like a thumb. <laughs> I, I can't. Like, it is quite mean. I love that dude, Kevin. Though, like that actor is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of a uh, Scully from Oh, from from Nine Nine. Yeah, Nine Nine. Wine Dine and Nine Nine. Oh God, no, no, Mm-mm. not happening. Okay. Anyways, so blart, blart. All right, let's blart. Blart this. alert. Okay, so I told RJ right today. before we started the podcast, I was like, "Oh my god, I got a good idea of what we can talk about." Because this is probably like we don't prepare for pods ever in Not terms really of at all, conversation, no. but this is probably the least prepared. It was like, "Let's just record right now," and yeah. then about two seconds before we hit the button, I was like, "Oh, I got an idea." So here's the idea. It comes in two parts. I literally okay. haven't heard this idea yet. So yeah, I, I'm really questioning whether or not it's going to be good. But all right, let's, so, hear let's hear it. So it comes in two parts. So the first part is, who are your celebrity crushes? Okay. Oh, you want me to answer that now or are you going to do Answer part? it right now. Okay, right now. My celebrity crushes... Um, I literally only saw her on on like the Conan O'Brien, like Conan Abroad show today. That I was watching it with my manager, and uh, it was Wonder Woman. I forget what her name is. You know, Gal Gadot. Oh my god! Like, okay, oh so god. she's she's one of those women that it's like I'm uncomfortable calling her hot. No, yeah, she's not hot. She's beautiful. Like it's she's just beautiful. It's, I, like if I if I, oh she's so hot. Like that's it comes out feeling rude. It, it is rude because it's like it, that's like disrespecting her. There's a it's a huge she's difference. so gorgeous like for those of you who don't know like there's i know this is a this is a common debate that i have with with at least a couple of my homies have had this debate is like there's a difference between hot and beautiful and to me there's a big hold i'll add to that yeah there's a difference between hot beautiful gorgeous cute and pretty yes 100 percent, and sexy yeah Ah. and that's and that's for both men and women yeah yeah i i I can't really speak for the men's side i i same but 
I just I don't want that to be like we're only doing this. Well, like, all right, sure. But, but yeah, yeah, that's it's definitely hundred percent true. It's just like I she's one of the she's one of those women that is just like you look at her and you're just like oh my god like w- like can I, I just want to get to know I just want to talk to you like it's like f- like f- fuck like anything else. All right, you like, just did a perfect segue slash blart to part two. Oh, okay. So we're going with Gal Gadot. Oh, okay. As just just the celebrity her. Okay. Crush. That's fine. All right. Now the second part that I want to know is what would your date be with Gal Gadot? That's a tough one. Because the thing is, I cater the date to the girl, and I don't know anything about her personally. Let's just say, the thing. given what you know, okay, she's Israeli. She's, be- she's, Israeli. she's Israeli. She's beautiful. She's literally Wonder Woman. Yes. Now, let's just let's just say you have the opportunity to go take this beautiful woman out for for a lovely night. Okay. What's your move? What's my move? What's Shit. what's the move? Shit, okay, we have to do something that we're like we can actually talk to each other. And I don't want to take her to a movie because she's an actress. So that would just be she'd be picking. Yeah, apart she's the just movie. looking at fucking competitors. And as on and as an audio engineer who's who's been trained to do foley and whatnot, I just pick apart movies as well myself. So it's that's not a good place for me to go because I'll just be talking about background stuff for movies, and then she'd probably be doing the same thing. But it, no one, I don't like t- you can't talk at a movie. Um, so like with some with someone like her, I try to do something very separate from like movies or pop culture and somewhere we can actually talk and be doing an activity. Uh, it might sound kind of lame, but like, honestly, just some sort of activity we can do together, like, like, like mini putt or something uh, like maybe even like going to a driving range or something, something that we're not both particularly really good at, but it's something we can both have a learning curve that we're going through together and have like both of our experiences are lining up together. Cause we're both learning something, you know what I mean? And uh, that would be something that'd be really cool. Like going to, going to like a golf course and just playing a couple holes of golf. I don't know. I like golf, kind of, but like I'm not good at it. So it's like, it's a, there's a learning curve. You know what I mean? We both have to learn together, but like I know a little bit, you know? Um, fuck, what else could I do? Uh, Let's think specifically Gal Gadot. Specifically her? But like, bro, I don't know her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. know her that well. Take take that little bit that you know and be like, all right, what would I do to figure more out? What about would I do this to figure woman? more out? Fuck. Um, well, honestly, I, 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 my base, my baseline, I would, I would do something that, is really, really basic. Like, I don't know, like go-karting fucking mini putt or something and then talk to her. And then based off of that, then I can plan a better second date. What after be getting your, to know her, her interest, the opening things that you want to learn. The things that I would definitely want to learn about her would be, well, it would, it would mainly, mainly like beside, like I wouldn't really dig too much into her career. Cause that's definitely some, one thing that every single dude would be, the main thing they'd be focused on and talking to her about is like, since she's famous for her career as an actress, like they'd be talking about being an actress. So I, I'd mainly, I'd try to get to know what, what, it is, what it is that she does outside of work and what she does for pleasure, what she does for, for fun. And then off of that, like, let's say she likes working out. She likes going to the gym. She likes being adventurous going at like, I, I don't know, but let's say she likes, like, she's an active person. She likes trying new things that are active. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll take her bouldering or rock climbing or something that's, adventurous outside of the normal scope of what people normally do or maybe maybe even even maybe even depending on her level of adventurous like we can go for a hike or something like off off somewhere where we both never been or uh like paintballing fucking i I don't know like it it really depend on like if i actually knew her well but it would really depend on her interests honestly now how about you let's let's go back to the let's go back to the first question who is your celebrity crush you know who they are I do, but the thing is, the audience doesn't know, and I want them to hear it from you, not from me. Okay, so 
Should I should I say both? Yeah, do do okay, which which one's number 1 at the moment? Number 1 is the one that I got the message from. Okay, dance, the video dancing from. girl. Dancing girl. Mhm. All right, all right. And tell everybody what was what is her name? Amy Marie Gartner. And she's famous off of Vine for doing dance videos, mainly dance videos, but she transitioned yeah. into into other stuff as well. Yeah, she does like a lot of positivity sort of stuff and she's on Instagram like I think um, like 1.2 million Jeez. on Instagram like she's out there. Yeah. And for those of y'all who don't know, for uh, one of Jamie's Christmas presents from his boy Felipe, she actually got him, uh, sorry, he actually got her. It was so good. It was so, so so good. He got her to record a video, like, personally addressing Jamie and saying, like, like, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. I like, she's hoping for the best for him and, like, personally addressed to Jamie and it was just I'm going to play it for the pod. Yeah, do it. So, so you can he, actually listen to the audio of it. Yeah, so he's going to pull up that audio right now. But basically, this this girl is insanely an insanely talented dancer and in, in, in like just a generally good human being. She takes time out of her day to try and motivate other people on the internet, just people who, be, who be, might be going through something and might need a little bit of motivation in their life. She tries to do that for them. So do you have the audio? Uh, I've got the video, and I'll just like... Yeah, just hold up to the mic. Hold oh, it up. Fine. And, and on top of that, she's beautiful. Oh, absolutely gorgeous. Like Absolutely she's like, gorgeous. like a, it, her smile's just like infectious. But she's one of those women that's like, yes, she is. She's like calling her hot would be rude. Yeah, like she's she's a beautiful it's, woman. It's one of those like, oh, just perfect. Honestly. Anyways, okay, yeah, go for it. Play this that. is this is, this was for me. Yeah, this is for Jamie. Merry Merry Christmas, Jamie. I heard that's from me. a fan. <laughs> so much for all of your support it means more to me than you can ever ever know does it especially since the vine days that is awesome true it's an og fan right there so i appreciate mm-hmm. you um i hope you're in the good vibe tribe. um merry christmas i hope you enjoyed your christmas with your loved ones i especially am wishing you didn't a enjoy very, it with you very very happy new year 2019 i'm feeling great about it i hope you are too I'm sending all my good energy to you been slacking in 2018 with the dance post so 2019 oh. you're definitely going to see some more dance videos so keep posted with that um Thank you for, for supporting me mm-hmm. and watching my videos. Again, I can't thank you enough. And, you know, I hope you're in the Good Vibe Tribe. I appreciate you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Peace out, Jamie. See, first step, appreciate. Next step, tolerate. Next step, maybe like. After that, who knows? Who knows? Destiny. Who knows where it goes? (laughs) But no, that's that's Jamie's crush. If you don't know who she is, you should go and look her up. She's an insanely talented dancer and has a great positive Instagram. Just at Amy Marie. There you go. One word. So yeah, it was so funny because I actually told Philippe, I I guessed the gift, and he like I I I guessed it, not thinking that's what it actually would be because I didn't think it was possible. Oh, okay. I was like, man, imagine if you got like Amy Marie to like send me a video. So, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know this. No, like, Felipe, no. Felipe didn't tell me this. No, I actually guessed it. That's I, crazy. <laughs> and he was like, man, I don't know how I'd do that. And because uh, we were talking about Cameo, Cameo.com is the is a website where there's like actors. Uh, you can pay eight hundred dollars to get Kevin O'Leary to say something to you. Um, <laughs> I might get him to record my answering machine message for the studio. <laughs> Just like, hey, if you need to book something online, yeah, I'm, I'm, I actually might do that. That's such a waste of eight hundred bucks. I, I know, but it's Kevin O'Leary. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, so they've got like Cody Co is one of them who's a very famous Viner and YouTuber who's hilarious. He's Wade from Real Bros. Oh my god! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we're talking about Real Bros of Simi Valley. It's like a, it's a it's a it's j- the best show. It's ever. a joke reality show where they're just literally shitting on every reality show on MTV ever. <laughs> And uh, it, it's made by a bunch of YouTubers, so it's uh, it's honestly pretty funny. Some of the guys are famous from Vine as well. Yeah, uh, do you like, burn, bro? No, bro. Like I don't even like. I'm getting mixed signals right now. If you burn, bro, like, I totally burn, bro. Uh, That's the fucking move. <laughs> but these are all little quotes from the show. The show is honestly Yo, Zan, get your boy. Like if uh, that's actually the most famous little clip from the show is where uh, where like there's this dude in a shirt that says slime. His name's uh, Bryce in the show. Yeah. And he's trying to like fight this baby because the baby's looking at him weird. And uh, <laughs> I, I found that fucking hilarious. But but anyways, okay, back. Yeah, to, sorry. Back to the main question. Back to this. So, so I, that's that's your female crush. Yeah. That's, 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 that's your girl close crush. second. I will mention my close second. I, I know who this is. It's Anna Kendrick, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love and I I will act like there have been multiple times where. I'm like bored. I'm like, you know what? Let's watch an Anna Kendrick movie. And I'll just search up once. I'll go to her IMDb page and find out the movies of hers that I haven't seen that exclude exclude Twilight. (laughs) Oh my God. And then I just watched them. There was one, I can't remember what it was called. I watched it like two years ago. And it was with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Craig Robinson. And it's about Craig Robinson is the Antichrist. Oh my God. <laughs> like, honestly, we should watch it. It's, one, it's one of my favorite comedies. So 100% down. Craig Robinson is the Antichrist and, and he falls in love with her. And like all the plagues like from Revelation start happening. So like the locusts are there and the locusts will yell at them and be like, suffer! <laughs> like, <laughs> like you see this little locust and it's yelling at you like, suffer! Suffer! And it's, oh, it's so good. All right, we definitely might have to give that a peep. But, all right, so. so can you stop punching my microphones? Goddamn. Pow, pow, pow. All right. Anthony Joshua. Now, now pick one. Are you, are you thinking Vine Girl or Anna Kendrick? I'm going to take out Amy Marie since she's already extended her acknowledgement of me. All right, and where are you taking Amy Marie? Well, you see. Because you, you know a little bit more about her than I, I, do, I do about Wonder Woman, so. I do. So. Here's the thing. She's from Cleveland, but ew. Yeah. 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 Only Cleveland I like is Cleveland Brown. (laughs) But anyway, so she's from Cleveland and I know that she has a bit of a sports fan in her. Okay. Just like your boy. All right. Mind you, a lot of her career, she goes to LA. So obviously I'm not going to show her around Ottawa. It's freaking lame and cold. Well, hold on. It's cold in the winter. It's hot in the summer. Oh, it's gorgeous. This is the most variable temperature capital in the world, man. I know. I know. It can go from negative 40 to plus 40. So, but anyways, sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just here to like say Ottawa is not that boring for all the people outside of Ottawa. Like, no, no, no. Ottawa has a crazy bad rap for being, being really boring. And like, it's only boring if you don't know what to do. And a lot of people don't know what to do. No, I agree with that. And it's honestly, it's getting a lot better, especially with the music scene taking off a lot more. There's a lot more shows happening. There's a lot more attention coming to the city. Actually, especially with, uh, with uh, Elijah Woods and Jamie fine being on the, Mm -hmm. on the launch that brought a lot of attention to the city. And one of my, one of my friends, Vi, uh, if you don't know who she is, it's who is Vi on Instagram, uh, or VI, like on uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube, go check out her videos. She actually just got on the launch as well. So I just want to extend a huge congratulations to Vi. But sorry, back to uh, back to Jamie. A little sidebar. Yeah, a little sidebar. But sorry, I'm just so proud of her. She's such an amazing musician. And honestly, 
insanely talented and a, such a nice person as well. Like genuinely one of the most humble people I know with that much talent. But anyway, back to Jamie. What would you do on that date with your dream girl, Amy Marie? Okay, so this is going to be a full experience extravaganza. Oh shit, you're going like deep in the bag of tricks. Yeah. Okay, so, let's hear it. Let's so hear it. first thing, first thing's up, okay? So we're in LA, we're chilling, you know, and it's like, yo, what's up, girl? We going we going to go out and do some stuff. And she's like, oh yeah, what are we going to do today? And I'm like, well, I just got us Lakers tickets. You know why? Because I know you like LeBron James because he's brought a lot of fame to Cleveland. And she's like, oh, that's so true. I got my LeBron James jersey. I'm like, yeah, you know what? It's going to be a, a Cavs game too. We're going to make sure that it's a... So you're going to see Lakers versus Cavs. Yeah. LeBron playing his old team. Okay. Yep, okay. Yeah. Yep. So it's going to be Lakers versus Cavs in LA. So that's 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 number one. All right. And and you know what? Like, I get in situations like that. I'm going to bring out the funny. Of course. I've got a bit of funny. When do you not bring out the funny, though, honestly? You know, it's like, you got you to gotta, you gotta bring out the funnies. And it's like, I don't know what they're going to be. But, like, one of the th- I might just, like, do cheesy pickup lines. Bro, you got a wing ding? Like, you know? Like, you know, like, there's, like, you know when you make cheesy pickup lines and it, they're so cheesy, they have to be funny? Oh, yeah. Like, one that I'd probably do, I'd be like, listen, like, I think it's adorable you named your dog after you. Your dog's name's Honey. <laughs> my god <laughs> oh, oh like it's so bad oh it's that it's bad. good that's bad it's so bad but you don't say it seriously oh yeah no you can't say that seriously yeah i, I don't think i could hold a straight face saying something like that honestly <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't either but it'd be just funny all right but pick up no, lines so, aside funny so you, aside so you, what, what's so your you get her to laugh so you see the smile because okay. that's that's like oh Keep hitting the mic. My microphones are going to start fighting back. Like they have fought back in the past. (laughs) This mic has actually fallen into Jamie's face after punching it. So, so, so yeah. So that's what you take it. Lakers, Cavs. First thing we do. Next thing, we're going to go for a little stroll. Okay. A little stroll around LA because, like, you know, the, the energy has been so high. And I'm a big believer that the best days, whether it be like a date or like you're hanging out with friends or like the best days have common kind of peaks and i'm not saying peaks that go below negative where it's like you're you're like depressed or like upset but it's like you go from high energy and the next thing you do should be a little more calm okay. a little more calm so you know yeah, definitely kinda, definitely kind of like a wave yeah so just walk around kind of talk get to know her uh kind of like Feel out the vibes, you know. Of course. Continue the funnies if I can. Um, which usually my my coping mechanism for awkwardness is humor. Same. So yeah. I think I do okay with that. I've actually thought if I had a date with like my one of my celebrity crushes, I honestly feel like I'd kill it. Yeah? Yeah. That's, a good, hon- that's a good confidence I honestly to have behind do. yourself, honestly. I honestly feel like I'd I'd like destroy it. Well if you in terms like- of like at least building like a relationship in like that sort of not saying like like, like, like my them relationship or like building like a rapport you mean at least like by the end of it they'd think of me positively okay that's always a good thing so and if you if you have that confidence going into like that confidence thinking even just thinking about going into a date with your celebrity crush you can bring that confidence to any date with any other girl on the planet hundo yeah so you're good like you're so chill. But I, I feel like I, I'm, I'm not even like saying that to get, like pump myself up. If this were to happen, like I yeah. actually feel like I, I do well. So where would you take her to go on that walk in LA? Because that's her city. She's, she's well, not her city, but you know, she's been there many times. She knows the city probably more than you do. Where could you take her in well, that city? If she hasn't been herself. Okay, so we're gonna schedule it and make sure that it's a, it's a Lakers Cavs afternoon game. Okay, afternoon game. That's, afternoon. That's, that's key. Yeah, afternoon game specifically. So we head to the hills. 
you know, maybe watch Sunset from the Hills. Okay, a little romanticness yeah. on the hills. Okay. You know, one, one thing that'd be that'd be kind of nice is you go there, you do you, you do your game, and then after the game, instead of get, going to get food, bring yourself a little picnic basket and uh, and Ooh. go and watch the sunset, sit on a blanket, don't don't bring no shit. Order skip the dishes there um, to the top <laughs> of a mountain. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like that's see if Amazon will like drone drop that shit, bro. I don't know if I trust a drone bringing my food to me, bro. That's like I don't. Like, yo, I, I got this guy. Or, or you know what? I'm gonna like get some connection. I'm gonna be like texting. I'll be like, yo, just like bring the tacos, like bro. Let's <laughs> just, like let's like, bring just the bring the churros. Bring the churros at six fifteen sharp right here. Like just make sure they're hot too. Bro, just bring me down with you. If you buy me a couple churros, I will have no problem. Yeah, you getting... can you can have a couple. Just like make sure you drop off and bring me the fuck like, out. Yo, bring bring your drone down, and I will literally wait at the bottom of the hill <laughs> with the churros on the drone, and you can like you can just make the call. Be like, yo, I need churros. Hang up the phone, and then just within and, minutes. And, I will and but the fly thing with this there. is like you make it a total surprise. Oh yeah. So it's like, oh, I I heard you're hungry. I didn't tell you that. Just with a drone as suddenly like, comes down like, from the sky. And I'm like, watch this. And then, and, then, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. I'm connected. And she's like, wow, that was so impressive. I was like, I'm so aware. And then and then we keep going. So we have our little little snack, Leas. And this is where, like, this is something I've always wanted to do. So have you ever heard of the 36 questions? I have not. So in the in the 1970s, uh, and this was there was a study done, and basically the hypothesis of the study was that falling in love is a romantic process, yeah, and that any two people can technically fall in love if they go through that process. Okay, and so this psychologist um, somewhere in the states, basically he was like, "How do I accelerate this process?" And so he, what he ended up doing was he created a list of 36 questions that you do in order. So you do them in order from like one to 36 and they progressively get more and more intimate. Okay. And so like, I, I haven't, like, I don't actually want to like read through all of them, but I like, so, like one of them is like, when was the last time you cried? So like that would be like more towards. That's the question end. one. You, just, yeah, you, get, yeah. you pull up on the date. You just say hello. When was the last time that you cried? Yeah, or like <laughs> cried in front of somebody or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. And so they progressively get more and more intimate. And basically, what the goal of the thirty-six questions is is that it creates a romantic spark between both people, uh, based on accelerating this process. Now, my goal with this wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, my God, like, she has to love me after this. Like, that's that's not how I look at it. How I do look at it is, like, this could be a really good way to have some really amazing conversation and probably accelerate the degree that we understand each other fast. And from there, you make a decision if, like, this is working out or not. Okay. And I, I just, like, I just, and then... It occupies like an hour and a half to two hours of like good conversation. But do you pull the 36 questions out in one date or do you like, like, no, like you the, separate so, them so you, between No, dates? no, you do them all at once. So you, the, the thing is you do the 36 questions, one through 36, you each answer both. So it's like, I ask you the question, you answer it, then I answer mine, and then you can kind of switch it around that way. Okay. And then but how, the, how do you subtly bring that up in conversation, though? Like, how do you just go, here's my list of 36 questions that if we all answer them, we could probably fall in love? Like, how do you, how do you casually bring that up? With no, I, like, I'd probably just bring it up and be like, listen, like, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's 
I just thought it. I just think it would be fun. My intention is not uh, to get the result what this can provide mm-hmm. or what it suggests, but it's just to have good conversation. I think it could be fun. Uh, if you've ever heard of the 36 questions, kind of explain what they are, but also explain from a place of humility. Like, like my goal isn't for you to fall in love with me. It's like, I'm just curious, like what these are like, I've never done this. Like, okay. Dude, so it's more from a perspective of, I just cur- want to get to know you. Rather yeah. Than it's like, I want to get to know you. I, I want to get to know you. And these are designed to do that. Okay. You know, like, and it's, you can be as open or as closed as you'd like to be. And I'll do the same. And kind of just bring it up like that way. So it's like, you don't have to. There's the choice. Yeah. But it could be a lot of fun. It could be really interesting. And here's the thing. If the Lakers game and that walk and that sunset and that drone fucking food was good, probably say yes. Okay. Oh, that's something you pull out. You're you're sitting on the top of the mountain. You're eating your churros and you're watching the sunset and you're just like, yo. I got 36 questions that can uh, that will help us get to know each other a little bit better. On the 37th is will you marry me? I'm dead. <laughs> After the first date, you know, you just just pull it out. The drone comes back and drops <laughs> off the ring. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> but uh, no, so what's really interesting though, and I find probably the most fascinating part of it, is that it's not just the questions that you have to do. Okay. So there's one thing you have to do at the very end once you've answered all the questions. Okay. You're supposed to look the other person into the eye and stare. Obviously, you can blink. Like No blinking. Yeah. Not allowed. It's not like a staring contest where yeah. you're trying not to blink. But you look into their eyes and you stare, and you have to hold that for four minutes with each other. Jesus Christ. Which is, inc- like, I, like that is incredibly intimate. Well, hold, hold on. Do, do you explain that to them where we have to look at each other now for four minutes? Or you just, ini- you just so, start So that? what I do is... I wouldn't try to describe everything about it. I'd pull it up and be like, and read the description out and see if that's something she'd be interested in. Okay. Because then it doesn't seem like, oh my God, I'm so excited for this. Oh my God, let's do it. I don't know. I feel like pulling that out on the first date is something that's a little bit like jumping the gun, just a tiny bit. No, but that's why you're just tossing those a couple questions, like keeping them in your back pocket, memorizing them, ask five or six of them. And then you you have that like, and you ask them throughout the date. You don't you don't necessarily do them in one block, perhaps. And you get to know her, and it's like warming her up to it. And then maybe the next time you see her, you ask a couple more. No, then, I don't. Like it has to be all at once for it. But I to, just okay, okay, okay. And and besides, like the degree and the depth, like and especially you know me, like I go deep into conversations like this. Yeah. So I'd be very open about myself at least. And I'd also ask like counter questions just to kind of like understand like who she is, where she comes from and kind of, but isn't that the whole purpose of the date? Like, yeah, but it, it is. Okay. It is, but it's also like just another tool that you can have to really get to know somebody well within a shorter period of time. Okay. So you don't come out being like, Oh, I wish I could have asked this. Okay. You leave with no regrets. And, And yeah. And on top of that, some of the questions like, Pull, like, see if you can look up right now, like the 36 questions. 36 and questions. Like, and not, don't read all of them, but like read a couple that might sound a little interesting because I haven't really, like I've explained it well, but it would be better with some context as to what these questions are, um, which I think would be something that you should definitely work up into, which is what the point of the Lakers and like the... And the, and the drone drop and all that. Okay, yeah. so right now I pulled it up. It's a New York Times article that just says the 36 questions that lead to love. And uh, it's Lendi, or sorry, Mandy Lynn Kestron's modern love essay, To Fall in Love with Anyone, Do This. 
Um, uh, and it refers to a study, a study done by a psychologist, Arthur Aaron. Uh, it doesn't say where he's from, but uh, I'm assuming the States, uh, like you said. But anyway, here's, uh, here's the, this is set one, it says. And uh, the first question is, given the, cho- given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? That's question one. See, like, they're very, like... Okay, so they're pretty normal questions, just at least to start off with. All right. Number two, uh, would you like to be famous in the end? That's the first, like, it's a two-part question. Would you like to be famous, and then in what way? And, all right, all right. She's kind of already, get like, she's already famous, but, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say? If so, why? Skip to, like, 16. Okay, question number 16 is... So right now, uh, set one goes from question one to six, uh, oh, sorry, uh, one to 12. And then set two starts at number 13 and goes to 23. But number 16 is what do you value most in a friendship? See how the beginning is kind of just like open, kind of explores their creativity and kind of like interest. And then that gets yeah, like it's talking more, like, what do you value most in a, tre- in a friendship? What's your most treasured memory? What's the, what's your most terrible memory? Uh, if you knew that one in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way that you're living? Why? See, like, I look at this stuff and I'm like, man, this that stuff would th- be amazing conversation. But this is kind of the kind of stuff that, like, you just can keep in your back pocket, have those questions memorized, not necessarily really put, say that I'm asking the 36 questions, 36 questions, sorry, and just have these in your back pocket to ask throughout the date. Like, if like not necessarily at a Lakers game, I understand, but, like, on that walk where you're going no, to No, you together. could. Like, you could. You could I just yeah. think it would be really fascinating to sit down and be like, you know what? Like, let's just try it. Okay. Let's yeah. just see where this right. goes. Uh, and so it's s- not without the intention and the goal being like, I want you to fall in love with me. Just being like, I want to have amazing conversation. I want to really see like how much we can get to know each other. And like, this can bring that out. So set three starts at question 25. And the starting of set three is make three true. We statements and, uh, Sorry, make three true we statements each. For instance, we are both in this room feeling dot, dot, dot. So that's, that's so then it one bring, set three. Okay, so it looks like set three starts to bring the questions more into you and I. Yeah. And then the, like the, let's, okay, so question number 30 is, when did you last cry in front of another person? And when did you last cry in front uh, by yourself? Uh, so it's a two-parter. Uh, but then we, it goes all the way down to uh, number 36, and it says, share a personal problem and ask your partner's advice on how he or she might handle it. Wow. Also, ask your partner to reflect back on how you seem to be feeling about the problem you have chosen. See, I would dominate something like that because I do that with like all my friends anyways. Yeah. Not but, in like a like looking for love sense, but like no, that's my role in most of my friends' lives is like the advice guy. I do necessarily, I do, like, I do really feel like a lot of these questions are stuff that I usually end up bringing up at some point, but I never really dive into this kind of stuff on the first date. It's like, for me, the first date is more of just like a probing kind of thing where it's just like, what is this person like? What are they, what are they like? Like how, like, I want to get to know this person, but not like, I want to get to know this person on a basic level first and see if the actual human that they are, the way they carry themselves, the way they operate, co- like if, whether it goes along with the way that I am and whether or not that, that kind of person, just with the basics of what they are and what they're like, their basics of their personality and how they are with their guard up, how, it, like, how does that work with me? I totally then, agree with that. But hold on, hold on. But then I, after I get to know that, then I slowly slide in more questions that are leaning towards more personal things. If I already see that the person that they are from 
the short time that I've met them is someone that I that I am actually enjoying. And I, I slowly slide in these these questions to get them get more more intimate because these are like all the questions that I'm seeing on here are questions that I usually end up asking anyway, like to an extent. But I, I just never I've never really seen like a list like of this 36 questions where it's just like go at it, bro. But um, we know I usually like build up to stuff like this where it's just like it's not necessarily all on the one date. It's more like I ask a couple of those like more set one kind of questions on on the first date, get the very basic level of getting to know someone, and then leaving some time for them to like within like the, from the first date to the second date for them to really think about what they like, what we've done, the questions that I've asked and, and working up to then on that second date, that's where the more of the set two questions would come in. And then that's where it's more, you're getting a little bit more intimate. And it's also in the next, the, the next time you've seen each other and, and, and between those, those, and I make sure to do these more getting to know someone more intimately in person. Like that's mm-hmm. always like the more, that's always the move. Yeah. It's always the move. And, but between the first date and the second date, Still having communication, whether it be through FaceTime, phone calls, text, whatever it is, Snapchat, whatever, whatever the kids are using these days, you know. Um, but and then, uh, sorry, that sounded like I'm like dating children. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> my bad. Jesus Christ, no, no, no. Eighteen and over, please. If you're gonna slide in my DMs, eighteen and up, please. Um, anyway, but um, but yeah, I'd set two questions and more stuff that I I'd ask on the second date, and then. Still having that the build up, yeah, a build up, and then set those set three questions where that they're extremely intimate, and you're really getting to know the things that they are insecure about, the things that they that they re- really make them tick, that guide their everyday decisions, and really influence their personality. That's the stuff I I go to more ask about on like the third date, at, le- at least the third date. And but the thing is, I'm a person who's very like I can just tell things about people. Like when I intuitive, I, can, I yeah, I'm mean, I'm very intuitive. I can read people insanely well. And that's just that's just something I've been gifted with. I've been able to read people insanely well for for a long time, and just being able to find the, the subtle nuances within mm-hmm. the way that they speak, the way that they act, the way that they do everything within their daily life that, or or at least in front of me, that like I can just infer what kind of person they are based on what I see. But I don't know. Like, like I'm not saying it's a bad idea to just go go all balls to the wall and just be like, "Yo, fuck it, we're just doing these 36 questions." That's not a bad, like in the right context with with the with the person that I know you are. That could that could definitely work. It's definitely something that that could work 100. Um, and I'm not I'm not saying it'll it'll work necessarily where they're going to fall in love with you. I'm saying it'll work in the sense where it can naturally fit into a conversation. Yes. Um, but yeah, like for me, I just just based on the style, like the style of conversationalist that I am and the way that I get to know people, I, I'd space these out a little bit more. I, I agree. But the thing that I will change to your answer yeah. is that on a celebrity crush date, you may not get that second chance. But the thing is, and I think that's okay, okay, okay. a really, really good thing to make sure that maybe you do get a second chance because now that you know a lot about each other, you're like, and if you come out of that feeling positive, you're probably going to want to at least see them one more time or more. When, when, like for me, whenever I'm whenever I'm approaching someone who's who has a has a higher status than I am, a fam- famous person, because I've talked to quite a few famous people, whether it be at Blues Fest or or at other music related events, I've talked to people who who are of a, of a higher status, let's just say. And the one thing that I try to really avoid is trying to probe way too much, way too quick, because I feel like there's a lot of people who, since they're famous, have tried to do that, and I really just try to just act extremely normal and treat them like the like any other person that I've met and just really treat them as normal because I especially with people who are famous on the internet definitely getting reached out to a ton a ton through social media they like I, I just basically want like they are they obviously feel like a person who's just of a higher status and of like people want them so it's just like 
probably also wants normality too in their life. That's what I'm saying. It's just, there's a lot of people who don't get a lot of normality. Like when I was talking to Joba from Brockhampton, if you don't know Brockhampton, they're a, well, they classify themselves as a boy band, but they're like a rap group from the, from the States. Um, but anyway, when I was talking to Joba from Brockhampton backstage at, at Blues Fest, like I didn't really, I wasn't talking about the music that they've released or I wasn't talking about their new album that's coming out. I wasn't asking because they actually released a new song that night, but like, I didn't like they I didn't ask about any new music coming out, didn't ask about the new album. This is before they put out Iridescence. It was just I wanted to have a regular conversation with a regular dude. And he's actually one of the guys who handles a lot of the mixing and mastering for uh for Brockhampton's music. And we just had a casual conversation at engineer to engineer, just talking about gear, talking about just normal stuff, like still within the realm of music, but normal shit. Talking mm. about like what like what he likes to do in his free time, like just casual shit like that. And just being very normal. And I, and I still know that obviously that's not a love situation. That's not a date situation, which changes everything completely, but this is just an average conversation. But still, whenever I meet people who are, who are of a higher status, I try to just treat them as super normal. And if you treat them as normal, they almost think of you on the same level as they are. No, I agree. I because completely it, agree. And like when I'm at Machine Gun Kelly, actually Machine Gun Kelly came up to me, but, but um, I, w- I was getting my in-ears ready for, uh, to go on. I was like, he, his band was sound checking before, before I was sound checking and he came up, tapped me on the shoulders, like, yo, have a, have a good set, man. Like he knew who I was and shit, which was really fucking cool. I was blown away by that. Had to hold that in. My manager was behind him. Like when my manager was watching me talking to Machine Gun Kelly, he was like freaking out for me. Like I, I got, cause when I meet famous people, I don't really freak out, but like he was like freaking out for me, but like I just treated him like a regular dude yeah. and just had a regular conversation with him. And, and that's it actually right after he all right, wait, performed a kill shot. Oh my God. <laughs> this is actually before the whole Eminem Yeah, thing. I know. I remember that. Um, but I, actually right after we had our conversation, I didn't even notice he had it with him, but like he like reached into like the bag, like his like bag behind him and just pulled out this massive bag of weed Goes up to his band. He's like, yo, you guys want any? And they're like, yeah. They just reach, grab it, grab a couple handfuls, go back on stage. And like, they just start rolling joints on the bass amp <laughs> during sound check. When I'm like, that, that's fucking sick. Um, but yeah. Anyway, whenever I'm talking to someone who's, who's of a higher status than I am, I just try and treat them as super normal. Because that not only really makes them comfortable in the situation and actually allows them to feel like they can open up. It, it also elevates your own status so that they will feel comfortable feel, and it feel shows significant confidence oh, within 100%. you because i remember like i've been a few like minor celebrities and stuff but i remember i was once out with a couple of the sens players mm-hmm. like new and old and one of their assistant coaches uh who is now an assistant coach of my habs luke richardson so i was out uh, i was out for lunch with them and it was like like i was kind of just tagging along because i did a speech for the sens foundation and stuff which mm-hmm. went Really, really well. So then Chris Phillips invited me to come to like Big Rig. Yeah. Like his uh, his restaurant where RJ used to work. I actually used to be a server at Big Rig. And then when I started doing my studio full time, I quit. And now here I am. We're, yeah. Yeah. So that was his last job before here. But uh, but anyway, so I'm out with like these these guys who have played like thousands of games in the NHL. Like yeah. uh, b- between all of them. and. And like I'm just like some dude that did some speech, you know, on on mental health at the time, and uh, so you have these guys in in order to make it as a professional athlete, you almost have to be an alpha personality, like you know the the kind of like tough, uh, tough naturally like physically gritty well, as well in, as you're like in an alpha world. Yeah, you're it's in an extraordinarily fit- alpha. It's a world. physical alpha world. It's literally like a dog eat dog world. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're li- you're with these guys who are incredibly powerful, just like with their presence, 
And then, like, I remember they were talking about hockey and stuff and the NHL, and I just jump in in a conversation without it, like, being awkward. Like, I'd add my own opinions and stuff. And then, like, I could tell they appreciated it because, one, it came across as, like, me being confident. And two, it was like, oh, like, he's not just some kid that's here to, like, you know, piggyback off of a free meal or No, like, stuff. he actually knows his shit, is willing to contribute to the conversation and actually provide his opinions to people who generated those opinions yeah and i remember i was working last year when i was at extreme i saw chris neal again there uh, and he had a had a party for his his daughter or something and uh like i went up and talked to him he's like oh yo how's how's it going and i was like well, you know like just just out of your work and stuff and uh we had a nice little chat like he remembered who i was and it was nice because you could tell that he was comfortable around me because i i had the confidence to kind of just like be be myself yeah. as opposed to try and like you weren't fanboying yeah, I was yeah. Probably, like fuck it and, uh, well actually I'll, I'll slight blurt but when I did the speech it was for the Sens Foundation for mental health and stuff and the first thing I said was I went up and I was like hey like when I talk about like mental health and kind of like my whole story with like CJ and stuff I know that it's a heavy topic yeah and I know that there's a lot of people like. I know that there's going to be some people in the crowd that are going to cry because it's not a happy story. It's not fun. Yeah. And so I'm like, I got to toss in the funnies. Oh, hell yeah. You got to season in the funny. And like I was saying earlier, CJ would want you to see everything's got to have the, the peaks, you know, and the waves, you know, goes up and down peaks and valleys. So peaks and valleys. So it's like any, any good speech or event or anything has, it has its high energy and its low points that kind of go through each other like fluidly. Yeah. And so the first thing I said for the Sens Foundation, which if you are listening and you don't know who the Sens are, the Sens are the professional hockey team here in Ottawa. Who doesn't know who the Ottawa Senators are? People like a lot of people I was like was traveling with. If they're listening to this, okay, yeah, or all right, stuff like that. Um, so or just people that don't watch hockey, I guess, yeah. Um, or maybe anyone that's listening in the states or somewhere. All right, which could happen. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, so uh, I'm so I, I get up there. And right as, as soon as I start my speech, and by the way, when I do speeches, I don't write anything. I do extremely well off the top of my head if I am passionate and know the topic I'm talking about. I actually get choked up more by having cue cards, notes, and things like that because then I feel like I have to say certain things. Um, but I, I had this one joke in my head planned, and I was like, so I head up there, I was like, when I first was asked to do this speech, I thought to myself, huh. Strange how they're getting a Habs fan to do a speech for the Sens Foundation. And there's like five Sens players and former coaches like in the audience. The Ottawa Citizen is there. There's like a bunch of like donors for the charity that have put in like literally seven figures who are diehard Sens fans. And like right off the bat, it was it was funny because one, it was unexpected. And two, it was like damn, that's a lot of confidence to say that in front of this crowd. So I already, I already got on their side. And if you don't know who the Habs are, the Habs are they my favorite done. hockey team, and they are a big rival of the Sens. So yes, the Montreal hockey it was, team. It was like low-key pretty ruthless to say that. And it showed some balls. This. It showed some balls. Didn't know this. That speech was being broadcasted on air on CFRA. Oh, shit. So like a ton of people across the city heard it. Oh, my God. I didn't even <laughs> so know they that. Heard, they heard the roast, which... I thought it was really funny. Damn. Um, but no, and then it, I could tell they really appreciated it in that situation because, you know, it was just like, I'm not going to treat you like you're some sort of god because you play hockey really well. Yeah. You know, and I had met Chris Phillips several times and like 
you know, we're like, I'm not going to say friends, but like, we know each other well. You're very friendly acquaintances. Yes, very, very friendly acquaintances. You, you and his wife as well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, back to your, uh, back to your big rig story. I know we blarted like completely. Yeah, off. so that was kind of it. So like when I was at the big rig, like I was with all of these guys like from the event, uh, mostly the hockey players or former like coaches or part of the staff and just try to make it as natural as possible. Like, I don't want to go in there and be anyone other than myself. Like I don't want their presence to kind of choke out who I am. Yeah. Um, because I know that I think both of us can have at times, I think me especially in social situations, I really take over like conversations. Yeah. yeah like definitely. when there's like, I'm not saying you don't, but what I'm saying, like when there's a group of like 30, 40 people, that's like my jam. Yeah. It, ta- it takes a lot of confidence to be the kind of person yeah. who will be welcoming the, the attention from everybody in the room and being like, yo, I'm, I'm a person that you can pay attention to. You cannot pay attention to, but you're probably going to want to pay attention when I speak. And that's not in a cocky way. It's just, from no, the yeah, yours, yours is like more calculated. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm just a more calculated person with the way that I do things. I like one-on-one interaction rather yeah. than uh, interaction with a group because when, when I'm one-on-one with someone, I can really study the nuances of their body language, their their inflections in their voice and really tell what it is that they're that they're saying and mm-hmm. how to really judge and how to judge where I should go conversation-wise. It just, I, I love one-on-one conversation rather than Yeah, whereas else. for me, like I'm the same in that sense, but I really, so I feed off of energy, I think a lot. So in one-on-one conversations, like our brizzle tizzles, I really feed off of like what's going on and like quick thinking, be like, oh, well, what if this means that, blah, blah, blah. And, like, that's chasing. just, em- that's emotional intelligence. Yes. And that's one thing that we're both really, really proficient yes, in. Yes, we have really both are very, very strong with that sort emotional of stuff. Int- if you don't know what emotional intelligence is, I really encourage you to just EQ. Google it. Yeah, EQ. If you not e- don't Google EQ because you'll end up doing stuff that I do, which is EQing for vocals and whatnot, taming frequencies and whatnot. Which I actually have a couple of EQs open right now while we're recording. Anyway, but uh, but if you get a chance, go and look up uh, um, emotional emotional intelligence, and uh, it's EI, bro, not EQ. No, it's it's like IQ intelligence quotient. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, emotional quotient. Oh. Well, look up, yeah, emotional intelligence is just basically how you can read people's emotions and basically tell how to really react in a situation based off people's emotions. Because there's a lot of people that I've come across in my life that have almost no emotional intelligence and mm-hmm. will just pretty much say whatever they want to say because they want to say it. And without thinking ahead. Yeah, without thinking, what is this other person going to feel when I say that? Yeah. And just not having the understanding of what's going on to, to realize... Maybe I shouldn't say that this way, or maybe I shouldn't say that to this person at this time based on the situation, what's going on and whatnot. So anyway, sorry, continue your story. I completely cut you off. Where was I? Um, you were talking about things. I totally, I honestly forget as well. <laughs> I'm, I have the, I'm sorry. My short-term memory is trash. My long-term memory is way better. Mine is, uh, oh, it was uh, Brizzle Tizzles. We were oh, yeah, we about... were feeding off the energy. Yeah, yeah. so I, I really feed off of, of energy intensely so when there's a crowd and there's like a lot of people around i can feed off of like i get more and more energetic in that sort of situation and then i find like i get like i can get clever in those situations like and kind of come that's when i come up i i only ever come up with one-liners when i'm in like big groups of people i don't do that like in one-on-one conversations very much it's, I find it really fascinating just kind of analyzing myself like how i respond to the energy of people and groups 
it's very different in a one person setting than it is in a two, than it is in a five, than it is in a 10 and a 30. It's really, really fascinating how I respond to that. I really kind of like, I really adjust who I am. And it's like, it's not to, in a way where I'm trying to be somebody different in each of those situations. It's just kind of like how I express myself. Yeah. It's really like much like, oh my God, there's a lot of people around. Like, I'm so excited. I get such a high off of I'm being so around excited. people. Like, I just can't hide. Like I like speaking for myself, I get a huge, 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 huge high off of meeting new people and especially like meeting new people in groups. I love that stuff. Especially because I know a lot of people aren't very confident in groups. So the second that you are, people tend to gravitate towards you more. And that makes it more enjoyable for me because it means I meet more people. And that is so fun. And as as a natural leader, like there's a lot of like there's not not that many people. People who usually tend to hang out in groups are people who are not necessarily leaders themselves. They, they mm-hmm. enjoy having other people around, not to call them sheep. Cause that sounds like a negative term, but like for lack of a better term, a lot of, like a lot of the average person is, is more of a, is more of a group person, a sheep person. Most and wolves aren't alphas or betas. Yeah. They're somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And when you come into a, a situation, especially with a lot of other people who, who aren't necessarily the leaders in, in their situation, they're more li- living in the middle of the pack. When someone comes in and, and gives them a direction and is the person who is very confident in who they are and knowing what to say and how to say things in a group it definitely makes people gravitate towards you more because they want that leadership and that leadership or not necessarily leadership the leadership of conversation leadership of vibe leadership of how things are going that that is it's something that a very select few people can can actually do properly Mm -hmm. and when people who aren't that kind of person see that they're they're going to be like oh I like that and I'm going to gravitate towards that and I'm going to want to talk about that, whatever they're talking about, talk to this person, figure out this person. Mm -hmm. And that works really well for you because you're a kind of person who loves to meet new people and being the kind of person who literally like can make people want to meet them is is awesome. That's, that's, that's perfect for you. Yeah. I'm going to do a massive blart right now because you said something that made me think of what's been one of the thoughts running through my mind recently and I don't think I've told you nor anybody else because it's a new thought a new idea and I do want to discuss it because it's very very interesting okay let's hear this so historically we have always been governed by leaders yes we as people so whether that was like going I keep punching my damn microphone whether that's it's because I use a lot of hand gestures when I talk when when we start filming these you're going to start seeing how many hand gestures this dude's makes I I use a lot of hand gestures to emphasize what I'm saying like I'm doing it right now and by doing that sometimes I hit the mic yeah, that's so hopefully that clarifies things to those of you that hear the weird. We might start having things. to lav ourselves when we're, <laughs> when we're recording these. Anyway, sorry, continue. So historically, we as humans and as people, we have always found comfort in having one person be the leader of a society, a group, a cult, or whatever. So if we go really far back, we a look cult, at the, I'm dead. <laughs> it's true though. Yes, it's true. It's yeah. the same sort of organizational structure. Yeah. So if you go, if we go way back to ancient times where say the Egyptians, they had pharaohs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we go through uh, like Roman empire there, there were emperors. Yep. Uh, if we go through medieval like, times, they medieval kings, times, queens, they had kings, yeah. queens, the whole monarchy. Yeah. Uh, Popes as well, another yep. source of that. Presidents, prime ministers, any group, dictators. Any body of people larger than like four usually has a leader. Mm-hmm. Even if we look at organizations, there's a CEO who's the 
It's name. necessary to keep things flowing properly within yes. a group of humans. Now, here's my theory. All right, let's hear it. Is that we discussed once on, on this pod that neither of us are very religious. So, one of my, my theory is, is that I do believe, and I, I believe you think the same, that the Bible itself was written more so to describe and fill in the answers that we couldn't yet provide at the time. And the easiest way to do that was to take our own societal structure and put it to a supernatural being, where God is the leader of, of the, the human entire, race. Yeah. It is the exact same structure that we as a civilization and society have completely governed ourselves from the beginning. Yep. And I think that it that's why it's that way. Because if there in, in the slight chance that there is an afterlife, I do not think it's likely that there's a god. You know, I think like I just don't think that's a likely situation, and that's at least my opinion. If anything, it's more like the Matrix situation where it's like, all right, you passed the test of Earth, now you can come and live an actual life. <laughs> you woke up in your little pod. So it could be so many things, but I think that maybe the Bible was written based on that structure, based on the structure that we evaluate. The easiest way to explain things is to amplify, explain things we do not understand is to amplify the things that we do and extend it out. Okay. So that's exactly what it is. Do you think this is something that, though, that happened consciously or subconsciously? Subconsciously. So, Entirely subconsciously, because okay. I think naturally as a human species, we are drawn and attracted to leaders because they are the ones that change and, and pr provoke change positive and negative. Yeah. So in, in a sense, leaders are essentially evolution. Yeah. So, so in historically throughout evolution, what happens are new genes are introduced into species and the negative ones kind of die out right away. Not kind of. They literally die out. Yes, yeah, so they they die out the and those those genes and those sort of mutations will die out. Whereas the positive benefits of evolution, whether that could be like larger teeth, different shapes like claws or whatever, could be but like anything for any species, those positive changes will then get passed on further and further and further until it's fully evolved into the animal or the species yeah and that's just a part of who they who they are yeah and i think or what they are ideological el evolution is a legit thing oh 100 and it's how cultures change it's how we are incredibly different than we were during the ancient egyptian times it's how we are incredibly different as a society and culture than in the roman empire you know where sex back then was not nearly as taboo as it is today that's a cultural thing you know, it was a lot more widely accepted. Now, I'm no expert on this, so... Neither of us are experts. Yeah, so, like, this is just from the general understanding that I have. So, if I'm wrong, feel free to correct me on any of these things. Or if you want to add, at WLN Podcast, DM us any of your thoughts and opinions. For uh, for this, though, I was an anthropology major with a minor in sociology, so I have some... And I also took a lot of psychology courses, so... I never took any of those. This is coming off the top yeah, of my head, so but you the, may know. Don't, don't worry, I'll, I'll guide you back on track if I have to, but yeah. you're, you're so far, there's nothing you're saying that's wrong. Yeah, so... In my perspective, anyway. Ideological evolution, I think, is a real thing. And we see that especially in leaders. So, for instance, ideological evolution in the 1930s was Germany. 
So you had basically the German society was in shambles economically and all of this because of all the taxes and money that they had to pay back after World War I, justifiably so. But the ideological evolution, which did eventually get wiped out because it is very negative and is not progressive for for the human race as a whole, was everything about the Holocaust and all these things, and people were drawn to Hitler because of that leadership and that they could sense the ideas were not just thought, but intensely believed and people tend to respond a lot stronger to beliefs than facts. Well, think about this. Think about this. Think about it from from the same perspective you were bringing up, bringing up earlier with with ancient times and bringing up God as the leader of the human human race. Yes, because humans the humans need that that leadership and especially like with 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 religion, it's more. I don't understand what's going to happen to me when I die. That that, that is terrifying to humans. Mm-hmm. That, that literally governs every decision that they make. It's like, well, if I'm going to die, I don't know what's going to happen, so I have to live my life according to I don't want to die with any regrets. And having a God that basically gave humans purpose, that took them out of the fear that they have of I don't know what's going to happen next and, and giving them a structure to live their life by, giving them something that's here is the way to live according to Jesus. And this is your, and this is only speaking from Catholicism. I'm not speaking from, from any other religion, just Catholicism state. And I'm not saying this, it's correct, but anyway, giving, giving people a, a, a light to, a light to see in the dark and, and basically abolishing their fears. That is what, and, and answering their questions, that is what leads them to grasp onto that leader who's brave enough to, or has the answers to answer their questions. Now, that same ideology of a mass of people who all have the same fear, grasp, grasping mm-hmm. onto a, a pillar that takes them out of that fear, that same ideology can be applied to the way that Hitler took over, like, exactly. literally, there was, there was, the economic, like, the whole economic Ideological evolution. Was, exactly. And, and all the people were, were like, oh, how am I going to make my money? Where, where is all the, like, what am I, what am I doing? What's going on? And then someone comes along and goes, hey, here's the person who is the problem, where Jesus was like, well, sinners are the problem. Or, or God, God is more, sinners are the problem, convert the sinners and, yeah. and, and bring them, bring them along. Hitler does something similar where it's, okay, there's the scapegoat, the scapegoat's the Jews, and he, and now I have, now you know where the problem is, and it takes the problem off of the person themselves and puts it somewhere else, mm. and with that, then that person's like, okay, now I have these people that I've talked to that don't, that don't think they're the problem, they think something else is the problem, and I made them feel better about themselves, so now they're going to listen to me when I give even more steps mm-hmm. to push, quote, unquote, how things push things escalated forward. So far. Exactly. That's how things escalated so far. And this is a very controversial statement that I'm going to stay, say right now. And I in, in no way, in zero way, support in any way what Hitler was doing. But Hitler was the greatest um, public speaker. Oh well, like, yeah. I don't think that's controversial at all. And and it's it's it is it, it is. Imagine here's the way I rationalize it. It's controversial it. to close-minded people who don't understand the way. Yes, that, I agree. I'm, but to those, if you are one of those close-minded people and you don't understand what that point means, here's what I have to say about that. The reason why he was such an incredible public speaker is because imagine preaching something so hateful, so vulgar, so disgusting, so terrible that. Almost no one in the history of humanity has ever decided to do things like that ever, especially to that scale. 
And he got millions and millions of people to believe that. Yeah. Like that's something that takes an immense amount of, first off, people are no different today than they were like in the 1930s and before. No, not really. They're not not that like we're the same. We're wired the same. It hasn't been that long since then. It, It hasn't, but you have to be such an incredible motivator and public speaker to get that many people to believe something that crazy. And that's the only positive thing I will ever say about Hitler. But I don't think it's a positive thing. I think it's a neutral thing. It is. I it, think it's yeah, just a true. factual that, that, thing. It's just a neutral fact. Yeah, that's true. That's not, yeah, it's not necessarily a positive it's thing. It's like you're not praising his character it's, it's or just anything. A, no, not at all. It's, it's, a recogn- it's recognizing a skill set. Yeah, it and is. And skill sets are inherently neutral. Oh, 100%. So, but anyway, it's with, how they're used that can be positive or negative. Definitely. And with that being said, like take take in, take into account the way that you the way that you speak to people, the way that you the way that you are, there there are things that you can do that can influence the people around you that whether positively or negatively that you should just be aware of and make sure that you're doing positive things within within the way that you're speaking to people and your motivations and whatnot. But anyway, we have reached our hour mark. Oh wow. Yeah, honestly, this podcast has flown by. Not just that, we went all over the place. We started today. off with our celebrity crushes and ending on the speaking prowess of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> How the fuck did we How do did that? How did we go from Amy Marie to this? I don't I I'm so don't sorry. Know. Yeah. Um sorry. So if Amy you're if you're listening to this, um And your dog, honey. Oh my god. Well, if you're listening to this, then um yeah. But <laughs> If you're listening to this, it's because we probably went on that date. Oh yeah, there and you I, go. I told you about this that I called it. Oh uh, yeah, he he called it, and and yeah, that drone that was me from the bottom of the mountain, just flying it up there with your churros. Uh, but anyway, with that go being Lakers. said, yeah, go, go <laughs> Lakers, go Lakers, go Brown Brown. Um, but anyway, with that being said, we have hit our LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. My name's Trey. I got a basketball game tomorrow. I'm a point guard. I got shoot game. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, we have reached our hour mark. Thank you so much for everybody who has tuned in to our interesting conversation that led from one place to a completely different one. Uh, if you have anything to say about what it is that we've said. Uh, if you have anything to say about what we've said, if you have any controversial opinions of your own, or if you have anything to add that, uh, that we said wrong that you want to correct us on, be sure to email or sorry, not email us, DM us on Instagram at WLN Podcast. And we are going to end today with a question for the audience. The question of the day. The question of the day. Jamie, what is the question the of question the day The question of today? the day. What we want to know is this. Who are you, is slash are your celebrity crushes and what date would you take them on? Okay. And with that, we are signing off. I have been Roland Prince. I am still Roland Prince. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at Roland the Prince. And across the table, like always, is my boy Jamie Lee at James Life with an extra E on Instagram. We will see you again next week on Monday and Wednesday. Sorry again about uh, missing our podcast on Monday this week. That is my bad. I was not in the greatest of health. But thank you for tuning in. We love you all. And have a good night. Ciao. Yeah.